0: And welcome back to Oh Boy, the podcast 2023. The
1: very first podcast of 2023. Oh my gosh, that's crazy.
0: It is hard to believe. We are back on our monthly podcast routine. Well, I should say weekly, every month. And uh, this is it. This is numero uno. I am very excited to get it kicking because we have a good one today. Lex came up with this one. We are doing 2023 predictions at Disney.
1: Oh, yes. Well, I did Disney World. Was that the thing, right?
0: I didn't... I don't think I did Disneyland, but sometimes it kind of applies to both. I guess
1: I did things that were kind of outside Disney World. Okay, okay. This works. This works. But yeah, I'm excited about this one because, uh, you know, everyone's kind of talking about what's happening this year, and I think Cody and I have very different predictions on what will happen this year. Um, So that'll be fun to go to, but... First and foremost, before we get started, we wanted to thank our Patreon listeners. You guys are the reason we're able to have this podcast without you, this can't happen. So thank you so much. And if you are a first time listener or a every week listener, we always give you guys a special promo code to use at our store, because if you don't know, we have a store called The Lost Bros where we make some really cool theme park inspired merch um, for you guys to wear to the park. So today let's make it super simple. We're just going to say, Cody, I feel like you have one. You're like ready to say it. No? No. Should we just say 2023 with the bros? Is that too long? Maybe.
0: 2023,
1: 2023. I would just do
0: predictions.
1: Predictions. All predictions right.
0: is the code.
1: That's it? Nothing 2023? Oh, man. 2023 predictions. I like that. Um, Okay, so if you use discount code 2023Predictions, you will get 10% off your order, and this will be good until the next podcast episode where we will give you guys another one. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, and I think we should just get started, honestly. Um, Yeah, or should we go over like, I don't know, how how our new year was, how everything was? Any update on that? We haven't been on the podcast in a few weeks. We took most of December off to, you know, spend uh, time with family for the holidays and everything. Um, Anything you want to say to the people before we get started?
0: Well, it is the new year. We did Epcot for New Year's Eve, which was really fun. We had a blasty blast. Um... You know, now we're coming in to the beginning of the year and we're really back to business. We're going hard. We have some amazing product coming out this year. Uh, Our first drop this past Monday of the year was one of our biggest of like ever this. Well, I mean, it's hard to explain without, you know, selling the farm to you. But we had just a massive first drop of the year on January 2nd. We dropped these happily ever after teas that Lex came up with. We dropped these chrome castle teas and chrome waffle teas, and it was just huge. So we're super proud because we are starting the year off with a bang. And now we get to do a podcast, which is also kind of starting the year off with a bang.
1: Yeah. I got to celebrate New Year's at Epcot, which I've never done. That was a blast. Uh, I'm more of a homebody at New Year's. I like to be at home watching the ball drop, watching, you know, Ryan Seacrest do his show. Um, so I'm definitely much more of a stay home, but get super dressed up at the same time. Like I want to get dressed up and I want to have some, some drinks, but I want to be home. so this was very different for me, but I definitely liked it. I think this is a really good, fun, uh, more relaxed way, even though it was packed and there was a rave and everything, it still felt very comforting cause you're at Disney. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was good, but okay, let's get started with 2023 predictions. Cody, go ahead. What do you think is happening around Disney in 2023? Give us your first one. We can go back and forth like we normally do.
0: Yeah. So we didn't have any real parameters. None. It was just, what are your predictions? Um, so I have quite a few. Obviously, we don't have to go through all. We'll kind of see like how we feel as we're running the clock. But I will guess I'll, I will just jump in and say that I am getting the feeling that Figment... And Hatbox Ghost, get delayed or forgotten? You think so? I don't know why. I just feel like, yes. I like, don't,
1: So the reason why I don't think that is because they barely gave us anything at this past D23. And that was one of the very, very, very few things they gave us. And I feel like if they don't deliver on that, like, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be so out of Disney's character to like, you know, either move it or forget about it. But I would be super, super shocked, I think.
0: I just feel like we're not going to hear about it. It's going to be one of those things that Walt Disney World News Today posts, like, next September, it's been one year since D23, and here's everything that we have no updates on. And Mm -hmm. I just really feel like those are going to be it.
1: I would be fine if we didn't get Figment Meet and Greet, even though I love the little purple guy, but... I would be pretty bummed about the hat box ghost. I think that was a great thing to bring over. Hmm. Well,
0: we'll see. I you guess you heard it
1: here first folks. <laughs> You'll see if Cody is either right or wrong on his first prediction. Um, my first prediction, I'm going off with something that I hope happens the most. This is something that with sweet Bob Iger coming into play here, I'm hoping he can make happen for us. And I try to be realistic. Is it so- a prediction or a hope? Prediction.
0: Okay, cool. Prediction
1: of a hope, but it's a hope, but like something that I actually think he will do.
0: Right, you think this will happen. I think this will happen.
1: So my wildest dreams, park reservations would go away. I don't think that's going away. I think we're seeing that all the way through this year and probably for a very long time, if not forever. However, I do think he's going to lower the park hopping time. I don't think it's going to stay at 2 p.m. My prediction is that park hopping this year will lower maybe to around like noon or something. Um, I don't think it's going to stay at 2 p.m. So my first prediction is that we will see park hopping time lowered from 2 p.m.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely have some stuff like that in here. I put that park reservations will stay, but park hopping will be earlier. And I don't think you will need to scan in at a first park to hop after. Because Disneyland, you don't have to scan in to like, The first park before you go into the second one, if you just go at two o'clock, if you go park hop time in Disneyland, you literally just walk into the second park if you Mm. want. My guess is that is, I think that's logistically something they will get rid of this year.
1: So the only reason why I think that may not happen, maybe it will, I hope it does, is because Disneyland, you're right across the street. So if you walk over and go scan into DCA, who cares? Because- you're just going to walk right back over. If you're going to go all the way to DAC before you have to go all the way into, let's say like Epcot, it's going to be a little bit more of a trek and will still like deter people from doing that because you have to go there, scan in, then make your way all the way over to Epcot or Magic Kingdom. So I wonder if they're going to keep that just because it will deter people away from, from just scanning in and going.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Maybe,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it's something that definitely could happen. I could definitely see that happening for sure. But I wonder if that will, will remain. Not sure.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Do you want to give us a second one? Since your next one was just more of a piggyback off mine.
0: Sure. I think that Bob Iger is going to either announce himself or have it trickle down through some sort of investors call or through some sort of thing that Disney world is going to start putting some sort of announced effort and attention into the annual pass holder experience right before he usurped Bob, uh, Chapek. He had said in an interview that he felt like Disney's most loyal fans, the pass holders and like the everyday theme park goers, we're getting the worst experience. Um, Or what did he say? He felt like they were the most neglected Mm -hmm. um, because he had been experiencing Disney as a guest and was like the regular park goer is suffering from all these changes. And I think that's where the attention needs to go. Something to that effect. I don't think we're going to get like AP nights or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of small initiative you know, pass holder discounts in the parks, uh, you know, maybe more bonus reservations for pass holders, things that like just kind of will start nudging in the direction of like, hey, there's a recession coming and we know that you're all our backup plan. So we're going to start doing this now versus when the recession hits and it looks like we're going to be in recovery mode.
1: I could see that happening because this past year or so they've lost more pass holders than they ever have before. Like there's people that I had known been pass holders for years mm-hmm. and they're just, they can't do It's either too expensive or they don't like the way the parks are anymore. So, and like all the restrictions on it. So they have stopped going completely and yeah. let like their passes expire. So I could see him doing a little something for them, for us.
0: I could see it happening. I, I mean, I, w- <laughs> I predict that happening.
1: Hmm. That one I hope comes true. Um, My next one is again, leaning off of Bob Iger's transition back into the company as I think we're going to see another massive surge, kind of like we did in the pandemic of Disney Plus. There were some really good shows that came out last year, but Bob Iger's main, main focus has always been Disney Plus. Whenever that started rolling out, he is, that has been, I think that's why we got so many so, so many amazing shows that were lined up 2019 and 2020. Um, and so I think we're going to see another huge, huge, huge surge of Disney Plus shows, like really good ones coming out. Um, Maybe they won't come out this year because they're going to be in production, but I think we're going to see a lot of them start being announced mm. and a lot more frequently than we were getting last year. Interesting. Yep, he loves Disney Plus.
0: I predict... That 1900 Park Fair is going to reopen, but with a new theme or concept.
1: I would be so sad and I hope this never comes true. And I hope that this is just erased and burned from the podcast world.
0: (laughs) I don't think it's going to open as a, as a buffet. Maybe I think it might end up being another family style. I could see it reopening Without characters. That's
1: so, so dumb. Oh my God. Not that you're dumb, but like that would be so dumb of them.
0: Yeah. Um, I just don't see it returning the exact way that it was before, but I do predict that it will return this year.
1: I think it will return this year. I'm very torn on what it will be. Because you right now you have you have all these fancy new things. So you have like Mary Poppins themes. You know, you have Narcooce's, which is like this, you know, beautiful restaurant in the water. Obviously Victorian Alberts. Then you have the Enchanted Rose. I feel like having something that is so playful with the characters there really helps keep kids wanting to go there and kids wanting to be there. Like there's I don't I would be so and I just love those characters so in the morning you have Alice. Um who else? I've only ever been once in the morning. Gosh, who else is there? I forget. But at night you have the you have the evil stepmother and the sisters and Prince Charming and Cindy. Like that is such a good the
0: breakfast one just so you know is Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice and the Mad Hatter. Right,
1: right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, no I knew it was Alice, but I couldn't remember which characters from in the, in there were right there. I
0: specifically remember meeting the Mad Hatter. Yeah.
1: But like the night, like the, that was a great. I had the best experience going there for dinner and like the food, I think, is definitely very standard. I've never had like a fantastic, outstanding, holy crap moment meal there. But the experience there is just so good that I would just be so bummed.
0: You I like the strawberry soup? I love the strawberry AKA soup. AKA the it's, yogurt. It's that just, they've- yeah,
1: it's just liquid yogurt. That's it. Which, <laughs> is, which is why I love it on the cruises that they have the little tiny things. It's basically just that they yeah. basically have the strawberry soup and but they call it a yogurt, but it's it's liquid. Yeah. So. It's exactly that. that.
0: Oh, I love the, it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, wow. I hope that prediction does not come true besides a reopening. Oh. Um, my next one, this one's pretty low hanging fruit, but I had to say it just because I would like to be known saying it and have it be somewhere in the universe before it happens. But I think we all expect this. I think the 100th celebration at Disney World is going to be truly terrible. Um, I think we're going to see all other parks get some amazing stuff, and I think we're just going to be sitting over here, just so bummed, so sad, and just very like they haven't announced anything for us today. Actually, before this, we sat down. A tweet went out from them saying how the celebrations are starting all across the world, and ours is a what is what is ours? Just guess what ours is. What cupcakes, desserts. Like that's it. And then like Disney, Disney has a whole Minnie's polka dot day at Disneyland Paris. Literally, Minnie's getting a whole polka dot day. And that's gonna be so fun. All the girls can go dress up in polka dots, go take pictures with Minnie. Um, obviously, Disneyland is getting so much. But yeah, we got like these cookies and a cupcake so far. So we'll see. But I predict it's gonna be extremely disappointing and extremely just like, why even bother over here? So, but I think everyone kind of expects that. So it's not like groundbreaking predictions, but that's my prediction.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is like, it's what they say about like why we don't get the holiday overlays. It's like people come to Disney world to experience the Disney world they're expecting. The same way and is, when you start yeah. doing stuff like that, you're actually devaluing the ticket for the average parkour. You're not adding value to it.
1: Yeah. But what's wrong with like doing something like a Minnie's polka dot day? How's that going to devalue anyone else's experience?
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm not, the, I didn't decide but, but that. It, well, no, I'm, just, I I'm repeating what I know. Um, I know. but I think that's why, like, I mean the 50th, I think the 50th was a nightmare because of the pandemic. I don't think there was any getting around it, but even the hundredth, like I don't think we'll get like Disneyland got wondrous, right. Mm-hmm. With Baymax flying over the castle. Yeah. We are not going to get a nighttime show. That's just for the celebration because Anyone coming to Disney World, they're here to see what will now be Happily Ever After. Well, I don't like, they're think they're not I, here to see this limited time show because it might be the only time they ever come here.
1: Well, not just that. I don't think honestly I think they made the right decision with that because I think no I don't I think people are so upset about enchantment, they just wanted Happily Ever After back. So even if they were to announce a new show, it would get buzzed. But I think they knew the only right move for Disney World was bringing back Happily Ever After and letting the people have that for a good little while. So I think that was the right choice as far as a show goes.
0: Oh, of course. I just mean it like in general, like they're not going to get rid of stuff like that for something that's only going to be here for a year because the people who come for only that year and that's their only vacation ever.
1: No, I know. I know that's like the general, like everyone, like we always say that, like that's why we don't get anything cool here, but they feel like there's just some stuff that they get elsewhere that would not break into that rule. Of like things have to be the same for all the other guests that come here that would not affect their day at all and still give us something cool to celebrate.
0: Yeah. I mean, all that to say, you're definitely unfortunately correct. I don't foresee that being comparable to the Disneyland 60th. I really don't see this being any different than the 50th.
1: I see it being much less because it's not even like Disney world celebration. It's like Disney, the company. So I see it being much less.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, I was also pulling up that tweet that you were just talking about. Uh Don't miss the chance to wave hello uh, during Disney's festival of fantasy parade, which is weird because that's just already our parade. Plus you can find mementos featuring the iconic duo throughout all four parks and Disney Springs, you can even enjoy delicious, delicious treats inspired by Mickey and Minnie across WDW, including Mickey and Minnie chocolate-covered apples, Mickey and Minnie moose domes. Like we
1: have all of those right now. I like mean, that is just right a nightmare. Right That's what I was trying to say. Like, I got, the, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." I literally already wrote this down on my on my list, and. There it is already coming into fruition.
0: They pretty announced pretty much announced on Twitter. that The hundredth for <laughs> Disney world is going to be whack. There's
1: nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, go ahead. What's your next one? Okay.
0: I think I'm predicting that it is either going to be announced or it'll happen before the end of the year that we are getting an Avenger, another Avenger. Hey, what? At Disney world. Yep.
1: Is this because of our conversation yesterday?
0: Uh, we had that conversation because this was on my list.
1: No, I asked you. We were literally sitting there, and I was—I randomly just asked you why, like, what stuff Universal can have or what can they not have.
0: Oh, weird. Then this was already on my list. Uh-huh. No, but I think we're going to get uh, an Avenger. I mean, obviously, the—I know the paperwork says it can't be an Avenger. We are going to get a character from the MCU, is what I should say. We will get a contractually kosher character from the MCU at Disney World this year. We already have Guardians. We had Doctor Strange once. I wouldn't be surprised if we either get Doctor Strange back or a newer character, um, you know, from any of, the, any of the few that are able to be squeezed in over here.
1: Hmm. I would like that. I don't know if I see that happening because even when Doctor Strange was here, he was barely here and there was no line for him ever.
0: Mm, really eh,
1: eh, oh I could walk up to Doctor Strange and wait five people every time
0: yeah I guess so but I don't know if the craze was really there back when Doctor Strange one came out that's true like Avengers craze hadn't really like their first billion dollar movie was Infinity War not Doctor Strange
1: yeah I mean I wouldn't hate that I'd love to see more Marvel over here but I don't know if I'm gonna agree with you on that one fair enough I hope you're right I do Okay, my next one is going to be, I think this is the year, we've been starting to see it last year, because like before this, I feel like I never, ever, ever really cared about um, Disney official licensed merch. Like it's, I I would go get collectible things. Like I think the very first thing I ever got was the Disneyland 60th Mm years while Uh, I was out there. I've just never been a big thing on it. Um, I perform more like collabs. Like when Levi's did their collabs with Disney, like that's what I like. But Disney themselves, I've never liked whatever. But then last year, Disneyland started coming out with some cute stuff. So I started buying that. I think this, and we've been slowly seeing that creep in everywhere. I think Disney in the park specifically is going to have a banger year with merch. Like really, really good year, which us as a merch company, obviously that makes us step up our game a lot. Um, but I really, I think they're this year, they're going to be putting out, I don't know if they got a new team or what's going on, but recently like they've just been killing it. Like they've just been like coming out with some really cool stuff, like really, really cool stuff. And I think that was just the tip of the iceberg last year. And we're going to see a lot more this year.
0: Yeah, Disney Parks merch is definitely the best it's ever been. Ever. Right now. (laughs) Like, at least more consistently, anyway. Like, not that they never had great merch, but like, I would say the ratio of good to awful is way high. I mean, it's still very low. Because for every hundred things, really there's like two that are like actually wearable to a, you know to someone our age.
1: But like their park stuff, like not like like Disney style, the store, I never find anything in there for me personally that I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. But their park stuff has been so good recently.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking of like World of Disney that has everything.
1: Well, that's, well, yeah, well, that like, yeah, I guess falls into the park, but... Those Disney Springs, but yeah, I don't know. I just walk through their stores now and I'm like, Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I would wear that. I would want that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think we're and like not just clothes, like the home stuff, like everything. They're just like, they've just been killing it. So, whoever's on that team, if for some weird reason you found this podcast, you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. you're doing a great job.
0: <laughs> My next prediction. I think this year, Disney is going to announce a hand-drawn animated movie. Um, no, I Bob like Iger that. is a huge fan. When Bob Chapek in the earnings call had basically inferred that uh, animation was for kids and for families, Bob Iger, it was like picked up all over Twitter, all of the animated show runners who do like Nat Brawley, who does Amphibia, mm-hmm. Alex Hershey, who does Gravity Falls, were just like, we hate this guy. Like literally, they were like, you would not believe the chatter in the animation world about just how much everyone hates Bob J. Peck and everything that he says, because he just doesn't get anything. Mm. Um, and so when he did, Bob Iger again, had like posted something about how animation is like a real art medium, like, yeah, you know what I mean? To be taken seriously. And so I think this year there'll be like a real hand-drawn animation. I think flowers will be given, hmm. uh, you know, maybe it'll be something as small as Bob Iger making a statement or, which is not what I'm really predicting. I'm predicting an actual film, a full length feature film that will be hand-drawn animated by Disney. It might be for Disney plus, but I believe that.
1: I would love that. Honestly. Those are my favorite Disney movies. I would be very down. Um, okay. My next one is I can't take full credit for it because we did talk to our waiter. I forget which restaurant we were at, but they did kind of give us a little like. Artist point. Nudge that this is happening. Um, most likely across Disney World. Um, but apparently this is going to happen and I'll just predict that it's going to happen more so probably towards the end of the year, once you get back into the holiday seasons again. Um, but we're going to see more fixed menus all across the, our, our like really nice sit down restaurants. Um, and again, that was something that was kind of hinted at us a few weeks ago, but I definitely, when he said it, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, you are 100% right. And how this came about is we were talking about California Grill. And I was, you know, basically saying, oh, I can't wait till it goes back so I can go back, like, go back to the menu so I can go back and enjoy it. Cause I refuse to go while it's a fixed menu. Um, and he was like, kind of just shook his head and quietly just like, was like, no, like, it's probably never going back. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah. Which then we kind of hinted at this is we're gonna see this happen across all across property, which really, really, really bums me out, like big time because it really does put a cap and a limit on which families can go to certain restaurants and it just really just ties up your options for food and
0: That's my thing. It's like Disney, like obviously like we're very fortunate and lucky, and like Disney's not gonna price us price us out of any meal. The problem is like at California Grill, like we get like three or four appetizers and then we get an entree. So mm-hmm. it's like this whole prefix thing, like it's a hundred dollars. Obviously that's awful because now people can't go up and like menu hack themselves into like, you know, like one person would go up and get a, just, Hey, I'm just gonna have a sushi roll. And you'd like, you know, I go out to dinner by myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, so I could go to California Grill and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to get this one thing. And I'm just going to hang or whatever. And that's not an option now. I have to spend a hundred dollars. I have to get an entree. I have to get, an appetizer and I have to get a dessert, which is another thing. Like most of the time I only get dessert when it's for work. If I'm out to dinner by myself, I never get dessert. Yeah. Now I'm roped into a dessert, but also like,
1: you it know, the menus on these families. prefixes are
0: also smaller. Yeah. So it's smaller menus. It prices out obviously. Yeah. families like a family of three. Who's like, all right, we'll get, you, you know,
1: go spend $300 on dinner.
0: Right. And again, those people could previously, you know, appetizer their way into, you know, maybe a hundred for the three of them.
1: Or I would say even if their meal costs 50 bucks each, let's just say, let's just round it up crazy, right? 50 bucks per meal plus an appetizer and dessert, that's still going to be around 200 bucks. They're still like still under like well under $300. Like it just prices out so many families. And that makes me sad because I just love that restaurant. And there's a lot of other restaurants I'm afraid it's going to happen to. So I can't take full credit for that prediction because it was originally given to me by our waiter. Um, but I've been thinking about it pretty much nonstop and had to include it on this list.
0: Yeah, it really sucks to see. It just limits the menu. It limits even my options again. It's like someone who won't get priced out, but like sometimes I have to just go and get four appetizers. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to oak filet with a side of mac and cheese. Like I just want a couple small things and then I'll be on my way. Like,
1: which again, even when we would do that, the total of the bill would still come up pretty high because we're each getting like four appetizers. Like maybe we'll get one entree and split that. So we're not walking in there to spend 20 bucks on a meal at California grill. Like we're still rack like racking it up for them. But like, we're able to be much more particular of what kind of food we're wanting and where this one is pretty much just.
0: Yeah. And the unfortunate part of all of it is, is like, you might be hearing this and thinking, well, Disney's losing out on so much money by like turning us away. And that's just not the case. They're They're making like, they're making more money now and they're serving fewer people. Like they have open tables every night, but they're still making more dollars and, you know, in revenue every single day because they're charging per head so much more. I mean, it's a hundred dollars per head before you even have a bottle of wine.
1: Yeah. Yep. So there's that one.
0: Those signs are not pointing in a positive direction.
1: No. What's your next one?
0: My next one is that the Grand and Boardwalk refurbs are only going to get worse before they get better. <laughs> um, Wait, this, the Grand
1: refurbs? Really?
0: I don't think... I think, like, what they did to the Boardwalk coffee...
1: Boardwalk, yes, but the Grand, I thought, has been spectacular. But con- eh, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Well, they
0: haven't done the lobby yet. I think the rooms are awesome, but, like, the rooms are easy to nail. Like... Grand Flow hasn't refurbed other parts of the lobbies okay, yet. Okay, but you
1: have to look at Enchanted Rose. You have to look at the Mary Poppins. I keep calling it Narcussis, but it's a cit- Citricose. Citricose. Um, You have to look at the rooms like they've renovated quite a bit here and there throughout the resort. And I feel like they've done a fantastic job at all of them.
0: I think so. so, But again, a lot of those things that you're talking about were like pre-pandemic things like Citra Coast was refurbed like in the pandemic. Enchanted Rose opened before the pandemic. Like, if you look at the post pandemic refurbs, like Boardwalk Coffee, um, well, there was another thing that was also recently that was the same thing. Like, everything is just turning out so bland and yeah. sterile. And I think there's going to be more of that before we re enter the art. I agree. Phase.
1: I agree. I really do. But I don't agree with it for the grand until they prove me wrong on that one. Because they've just been, they've just been, they've nailed every single. Redesign, but yes, you're right. The boardwalk that was terrible. The ice cream shop on the boardwalk that was just a joke. That was just so sad oh, to man. see. Like, just it was like really sad. It was not like that. The food was bad, and that we expect all this nice stuff. It just like that's why people come to Disney. Like, I, like people all across the world, like in the hotel business and the resort business, like they looked at Disney for so long because of what they do, and that was just so sad to see happen. Um, so, I mean,
0: it's just weird. Like, it is weird. I mean, you think about it, like I break it down in my head. So it's like, I know, ex- let's exclude the coffee shop for a moment. Like just thinking about the ice cream shop, what were they called? What was Ample Hills? It was a- Ample, Ample Hills filed yeah. for bankruptcy. They had to close. Right. So it's super sudden.
1: Yeah.
0: Disney flipped it in whatever, two weeks. Yeah. Does it not make sense to wait eight weeks and install like the best ice cream shop ever made? Because like I look at it and now referencing back to the coffee shop, like every coffee shop in Orlando is nicer, better designed and has more taste than the boardwalk coffee Mm -hmm. shop. And why can I go to literally foxtail coffee one mile away and have an immensely better experience and like enjoy the aesthetic and the design a thousand times more than Disney World which is literally the global leader of entertainment art design well, etc yeah. and like we're going to the boardwalk and it's literally just it it looks like the Fairfield Inn it looks like a $100 a night you know Marriott budget lobby which is fine but like the boardwalk average per night, like it starts at like 450, almost $500 a night just to stay at the boardwalk. And, you know, same thing with the ice cream shop, like close it for eight weeks. Like, I know there's a ton of red tape, but like construct something incredible. Don't turn out the world's most boring ice cream shop that's scooping Briar's ice cream delivered by Cheney Brothers.
1: Well, and it's for me, it's not even like, okay, I can go to any other better or or local Orlando coffee shop. Like, yes, like I can, but that's, you know, that's fine. It's more so is the standard that you have already in your other resorts. Look at Riviera. Look at the new Grandestino Tower. Look at what they do with those coffee shops, with those lounge areas. And then you're just now going backwards. You're putting in a new coffee shop and taking a huge step backwards. So the people at Riviera and at Grand Destino are getting a to- totally different experience than people at the Boardwalk. And the Boardwalk is a deluxe resort, the same as the other two. And so for me, that to me is the disconnect is like, you guys have done this time and time and time again. What is different here? Because the thing is the menu over at the boardwalk is pretty much the same menu over at Riviera. So it's not the quality of their coffee or their snacks. It's pretty much the same menu, truly. It's just the decor and the scenery and everything of it is different. So it's like, that to me is what's confusing. If this was going up at like Pop Century or even like uh, Port Orleans, like even those things that that lounge has more jazz theming and culture to the resort than what this had. It's like okay, maybe it's got to be a little bit less. It's moderate resort, but this is like this is like a deluxe resort, the same as Riviera, the same as Grandestino, and it's just like what were they doing? Like I don't know, you know. Like again, I mean, I just
0: don't. I'm now think I'm thinking about the little seating area they put across the way and it looks like a third grade classroom and they just jammed a bunch of round tables together with some ugly chairs in a all white corner. Like it's just depressing. It's just all I depressing.
1: I not say a lot of people are responding to all the backlash saying that like, okay, it's probably not done yet. They should have announced this as a soft opening because it does look like there's a lot of missing pieces that where art is going to go like, or like where something would be standing up in the corner. Like there's a lot of weird open areas that you're like, what is this for? So a lot of people think that it's just not done yet and they shouldn't have announced that it's open. They should have announced that as a soft opening.
0: I mean, even that I disagree with. Just don't open. They're not like, it's not like a mom and pop shop and it's like, hey, if we don't open this week, we're going to lose $30,000 and maybe we can't pay our mortgage. Yeah. It is Disney World. Leave it closed for two more weeks and do whatever you have to do to get this presentable to guests.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's a nice addition having it right there. You don't have to go all the way down to the uh, all
0: the way down course. to the
1: boardwalk bakery and get coffee and wait in that forever long line because that's the only spot to get breakfast at the boardwalk. This totally now you just have your nice little quick in and out coffee, so that's nice. But yeah, I don't know. I, again, I agree with you. Going back to the original prediction, I agree with you on it's. We're going to see it happen still a lot more, but I really think they're going to do well at the Grand. That's my insert of a prediction. I think we're going to see it done really well there. Agreed. Uh, Okay. Uh, My next one is, I don't know exactly what or how or even the logistics of it all, but I think probably by the time summer rolls around, we're going to see that Genie Plus is getting reinvented in a new way. What? Yeah, I do. I really believe it with all my heart. I think it's, I think, I think at Disneyland, it's obviously people use it and it's great and it's awesome and people love it out there. I think people come here and tourists have to use it because they don't know that, that that like, this, is, this really doesn't work that well. And they just think it's going to work and be great. And it does work well, well to some extent. Like I love doing the individual ones because that one is just an easy, I just go with my kids and we do one little quick ride and then we can leave. That's really nice. But I think we're going to see it reinvented, not in a total brand new beginning scratch, beginning to end way, but I think it's going to be a little different. They are going to make some good changes to it this year. Um, because of the how much backlash it got. And again, I think Iger, now that he's back, he can't really do a lot. Just, he really can't. I don't think there's a lot the guy can do, but I think he does have to leave some sort of good stamp on his time back here. And I think that's a really easy one to address. The same way as like taking part times, part copper times, moving it lower. I think fixing not everything, but a few things people don't like about Jeannie Plus. I think he's gonna try to foof that up a little bit and make it a little bit more like, okay, I see why I hear you guys. Let's make it this way instead. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Addressing. Yep. That was my last one.
0: I have a few more but they're all I don't even want to read them anymore because they're just like so basic like I was just kind of getting warmed up some of my warm up ones was that trams will be back this year mm. like they have to be they're supposed to all be back lot I don't know if you saw that news today article on January 1st and it was just like Disney fails to deliver on promise that all trams will be back mm. in 2022 Oh my gosh I put the Tron's gonna be open in February nope I think so. The media previews in January with influencers, Mm. which is usually like only a few days before.
1: I guess maybe they would want it ready for spring break. So I guess I could see that.
0: I said journey of water may open. They say it will open in the summer. I'm going to say it may open, but the rest of Epcot will remain just an absolute mess. Mm. It's um, not a
1: mess. I love Epcot.
0: It is a mess. No, don't I mean, say the World that. Showcase is great, but the whole middle area, I mean.
1: Creations is great. Connections is great. Oh, all of that stuff is
0: awesome. But just the whole, like, oh, yeah, you can't walk through the middle of the yeah. park. You need to walk all the way around to get I anywhere.
1: Know. I just love Epcot so much. I think that we're going to see. I don't know, because I should have done more research on this. But I did write this down, but I didn't say it. So I was like, I don't even know if I did enough research to say this. Uh huh. Because I think that it actually is going to happen. Like there's a date and everything maybe. I don't know. Uh But the uh, barbecue restaurant in Toy Story Land, I think is definitely going to open up this year.
0: Yeah, that's like supposed to be really soon. Right, that's like a date,
1: yeah. So I was like, oh, I shouldn't say that. That probably has like a real hard date. But who knows if that would even happen on the actual date. But I think we'll definitely get it this year. Uh And I can't wait because I heard it's like not a quick service. It's like a real sit down -down barbecue restaurant. I think fixed menu meal see i'm not excited about it oh i can't wait i can't wait
0: it's just going to be literally it's going to be whispering canyon cafe two or trails end dinner the family style one a chicken a beef a sausage three vegetables that nobody wants you'll get a bread service beforehand that's probably cornbread with honey butter and then the dessert will be whatever when it
1: comes to new restaurants in the parks I am almost always like nine out of 10. This is great because anything new where there's new places to go, new places to put people, new foods to try. So that way that the quick, the the quick service in Toy Story Land, that way time goes down because everyone's trying to go into there. I am so excited about all of it. And even if the meal is mediocre, I just want, I can't wait to see the decoration, what it looks like to have a new spot in Hollywood Studios in Toy Story Land because it's so small in there already. Like, I am just, and they're probably like, I don't know. I I can't wait. I literally, I cannot wait. And if they just give me some, like, I don't know, some pulled pork, some burnt ends, I'd be happy with that. I love burnt ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It could be something. It could be nothing. Uh,
1: I think it's gonna be great. Even if it's terrible, I still think it's gonna be great.
0: My final one is that I would be shocked if... Disney mentions Zootopia in Kanto land or the villains land at all in 2023.
1: I don't think they're ever going to mention it. I don't think you will ever, hear ever, one ever, word ever, about it. again.
0: And of course, look, all of these things I would love to be proven wrong on the bad ones. Like... You know what I mean? Like, I, well, I mean, I obviously I hope they make an animated movie, but like I would love to be wrong about the boardwalk reefer being plain Jane. I would love to be wrong about this Zootopia and Kanto Villains Land one. I just do not in any universe foresee them bringing those up again until 2024, if literally ever.
1: Yeah, I think the next time, if if we if it actually is something, they weren't just blue sky saying to, to give us something. Cause they had nothing else to give us. If it actually is something, I don't think we'll hear about it again until D twenty three.
0: Yeah, unless Bob Iger does the the thing that everyone's rumoring he's going to do is ex, extend for two more years and do yeah. a four year tenure, no. and like that becomes like his final crown jewel is expanding Magic Kingdom into basically you know three new lands. Um, or, you know, two new lands at MK and then one at DAC. Like, really, like, Disney World's biggest expansion in a long time. I just don't
1: yeah, otherwise no, I, see
0: that happening.
1: I think at D23, if there is any of those Blue Sky plans that actually are coming to fruition, that's where we're going to hear the first actual real announcement of it. And be like, remember last year when we did this? It's going to be like, here's the official announcement. Oh, by the way, it's not coming for four more years. Like, that's how I see it happening. So... <laughs> We'll just put that one far. Yeah, I agree with you. We're not hearing about anything this year. I agree. For that, nothing.
0: All right, well, those are our predictions.
1: Some good ones, some bad ones. I, I had some good ones in there I am excited about.
0: We're going to get this uh, podcast up and then we're going to post it in the Facebook group where we're going to start posting our podcast episodes uh, every Friday when they come out so we can put our little prompt there. Would love to hear your 2023 Would predictions. Would love to hear them. Would love to hear what you agree with and what you disagree with.
1: Yeah, and that's love it. that too.
0: And then we'll chat it up from there. But otherwise, thank that was for Oh Boy listening. the Podcast. Indeed, thank you for listening.
1: Don't forget to use the discount code 2023Predictions for 10% off. Good until the next podcast episode comes out.
0: Yep, good until 2023. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of what it says and what I'm trying to say. It is good until next Thursday. Today is Wednesday, January 4th. So it's good till next Thursday. And if you're listening to this podcast and it's the future and this podcast is in the past, just go to the newest podcast and you can get our newest, most active code.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Here's to a good 2023 and we'll talk to you guys next time.
0: See you later. Bye.